Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing grand. Uh, we are one Alex short. Uh, bon voyage back across the pond. Uh, it was so good to see him, but now he becomes a listener and part-time um, uh, uh, correspondent. Hey, Alex. Uh, so let's talk about, well, let's start off with how we usually do with the NFL, and let's talk about the week that was in the NFL, Week 17, which, I mean, very few storylines, just popping around a couple games of what really was of interest um, before we get into, you know, Black Monday and all that stuff and what the playoffs ended up right. being. Um, but Aaron Rodgers gets knocked out early in the in the Packers finale. They lose 31 to nothing in Green Bay. And what injury was that? I believe it was a concussion. Right. That was my understanding. Uh, Jameis Winston held on to his job in quite a quite a good game, at least statistically, uh, a thirty four thirty two loss to the Falcons. Uh, but Winston, he he'll be back next year. Uh, not so much as coach. The Cowboys even resting some of their starters because they don't have a bye week. Um, uh, was able to overcome a deficit and beat the Giants thirty six to thirty five in the Meadowlands. Yeah, that was an interesting game, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were touting the um, touchdown that uh, Barkley had, most and by a rookie. Special talent he was, and how like almost like there, there was, and there's so much time on the clock, like they're acting like the game's over. Yeah, and then he and he's all upbeat, sitting next to Manning on the sideline, and then they're all chatty, you yeah. know. And then crunch time comes and uh, went the opposite way. Yeah, it's true. Um. Uh, yeah, so most of the uh, one o'clock games were pretty much ho hum. I mean, that you know, uh, the yeah, p- all the good ones were at four o'clock. Yeah, or the later. Patriots held on to their two seed. Uh, no thanks to the Jets, thirty-eight to three. Um, but yeah, yeah, the four. Why, why couldn't they be competitive there? Uh, the same reason why the why Todd Bowles is looking for a job. They you can't <laughs> you can't get that team up for nothing. Um, yeah, the four o'clock game was where is it re- where it really started. Um, you know the Rams outlasted the Niners in a, in a closer game than it probably should have been, forty-eight to thirty-two, with the Rams holding on to their two seed. Right. So the the offense is back in motion. Right. Um, uh, Greg Kittle now becomes the uh, single season reception record for uh, receiving yard. I think it was receiving yards or receptions. I think it was receiving yards for a tight end uh, as the only offensive weapon on the Niners since Garoppolo went out. Uh, so he's jumped himself up into an upper echelon right now. But it really started with the Eagles uh, jumping out fast, 24 to nothing over the Washington Redskins in Washington. Uh, that included that some... That was pathetic. I, I, well, I think so. I, I don't know how you can call it. You know, you're working with a fourth-string quarterback. I mean... But this fourth-string quarterback, I watched a couple of the games already, right? Yeah. And when he goes, he gets chased out of the pocket, okay... And then he could legally throw it out of bounds. He doesn't. 
I mean, it takes those yardage sacks. I mean, if you can't learn that after the first time seeing it on film, you you know, it's there's no hope, right? Well, yeah, there's a reason why he's and, kicked around by about five five other teams. So, yeah, but could they? Should they have taken Kaepernick? They uh, weren't going anywhere, anyhow. Yeah, yeah, I, I there's right, a, public relations, whatever, nation's capital. Well, right now there are two unmovable pieces, and neither one is willing to, you know, make any men's. And it's not like it's hurt the NFL in the long run in terms of its what it really cares about, which is money and ratings. And you I know, they were up. They were up. Ratings have been up. I think like anywhere between five to fifteen percent this year, as opposed there to last year. There have been some good games. Oh, but every week there's been a game of the year. Every week there's yeah. been a game of the year, and especially these last and couple it's weeks. It's a big-time talent because some of these catches, uh, one in, just, you know, how do they do it, right? Absolutely. And also, you know, when you talk about uh, and the, the next generation of stars, Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, just all of these guys coming up. Um, That's a talent. Oh, my goodness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, so, the, so the Eagles uh, were able to hold on. So all they needed was for the Vikings to lose. And as I figured that would happen, the Bears, given their druthers, would not right. want to see the Vikings, not because they thought the Vikings would be, you know, the third time around would actually beat them. But, you, right. like, you, you made a good point. You can't let a division rival, you know, wipe you. No. and then Ever. Come. No. So 24-10, to 10, uh, game pretty close. But apparently Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen decided not, you know, to re-go over stuff they learned in uh, – in preseason, and what, and what was what was uh, what were they talking about? Uh, timing, timing of routes. Thielen apparently yeah. wanted to take the long way, and uh, Cousins said, "I don't have ten seconds." But at the same time, how do you know? Uh, you know, it, it's funny. They were worse. Yeah, well, you know, were... he's running a four, you know, <laughs> he's running a route, but Cousins is on his back. <laughs> well, I mean. Look, in the end, they went from a thirteen to three team with Case Keenum to eight seven and one with um with Kirk Cousins. Or I'm sorry, nine, six and one. Yeah. Eighty four million <laughs> guaranteed three years. Right. Well Yeah, that's the most money you can get without a gun. Well, now he gets to go home and enjoy it in his uh, yeah. palatial mansions. Um right, but they always blame someone else, the quarterbacks, right? Roethlisberger should have run faster. You know, you know all these stories, right? Right, exactly. Well, in any case, now the Vikings can uh, work on that for next year, maybe. Have uh, you say Zimmer's gone? No, no. He, he fired. Wait, he fired his offensive coordinator. You're not doing a good job. I'll do your job too. No, but Zimmer's and then a, the offense fails. So, like, how, how do you let that guy stay? Zimmer. Right? But here's the thing: Zimmer's a defensive. He's a defensive coach. If he's calling the offensive plays, we got problems. They got they got a lot of problems there. If he's calling the plays. Well, no, well, they, they, they fired the, the other guy that was with the uh, Eagles, uh, Dave Filippo. Right. Yeah. Right. And they didn't replace him with anybody, did they? No, they had to have. Oh, on the defensive side of the ball? No, no, no. Calling, you know, on the, yeah, the coordinator. Who, who, Shermer. Shermer was the offensive coordinator. He went to no, the I Giants. I thought this guy is like Rivera with the, with the Panthers. He'll do everything. Uh, you know, fire all the coaches. No, no, I think that came from management. No, well, it finally caught up to Marvin Lewis because they fired their entire uh, coaching staff. Yeah, we'll get to, c- coming in, right? Yeah, we'll get to Black. Eventually, Monday. you yeah. have to go. No, I understand. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, but st- speaking about the Steelers, so the Steelers in quite the week leading up to it, 
and even after the fact, uh, hold on somehow <laughs> to beat those uh, aforementioned Bengals 16-13 to in Pittsburgh. The Bengals actually had a real shot to win this game, but field goals uh, finally put That's the Steelers it. over That's the top. But they're the Bengals. Right, exactly. Which then allowed for uh, quite the scene where, uh, you know, Heinz Field is chanting, let's go Browns. With Baltimore holding on to a 26-24 lead and the Browns marching down into field goal territory. And you talk about a great catch. Jarvis Landry able to haul one in off the ground. Uh, And then Baker Mayfield, who had a great season this year, just the number one defense in the AFC that the Ravens have, were able to stop, intercept, tip a ball, and the game is over. So the Steelers, Steelers and the Steelers fans go home without the playoffs since the first time since 2003. I think 2003 or right. 2013. I forget which one. Um, but the biggest story was Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, who go, he was all, now. Here's the now. Here's the thing that really gets interesting. He was he was claimed by the coaching staff that he was on the injury report with a tweaked knee. Right. Well, apparently it wasn't that. It was a tweaked ego. He got into an argument right. with Ben Roethlisberger so much so he threw a ball at his head. Right. Uh, and then that caused some. Uh, then he decided to. I'm not coming. I'm not. I'm not participating in any practices for the rest of the week. And then his agent calls the coach on Saturday. Saturday night, saying, "Hey, he, he can come back and play. He's ready." Uh, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! He, he's not just going to be inserted in the starting lineup." Well, there he is doing his best, Joe Namath, wearing a uh, you know a faux uh, uh, faux fur in public. Faux fur in public. Um, hanging out on the sidelines with somebody else who's actually injured, and he leaves at halftime. He doesn't even stay the whole game. Doesn't support his teammates. Right. What I will say this is that even though I said I made the bold prediction that they would go under five hundred, or at least five hundred. Well, I, I, I just want to see if I can get Kareem Hunt and him. You know, on 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 a discount. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. One. I, 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 <laughs> it, I, I think that he could, could build a team off that alone. Now, well, not why, why Kareem Hunt? You've got Le'Veon Bell. Because don't yeah. forget, Le, yes, no, Le, don't I, forget, I, Le'Veon, I like don't Hunt forget. Why well, I understand that, but we've gone over that. What Le'Veon Bell is the free agent, and right now he apparently is all smitten with the Colts, the playoff bound Colts who uh, beat uh, Tennessee thirty-three to seventeen. Andrew Luck had a really good game in that game, but yeah. So apparently, if you're going off of anything, Le'Veon Bell is pretty much posturing himself uh, to Jim Irsay, Andrew Luck, and the rest well, of. That would be great. Well, of course. I mean, look uh, the the most success the Colts that had. Offensive line, come on. The most the most success the Colts had had during Peyton Manning's time was when they had the three headed monster. Of Peyton, Marvin Harrison, and Edron James, and right, so triangle. right. Well, right now T.Y. Hilton is pretty is doing a pretty good job of uh, enacting Marvin Harrison. So all you need, I look, Mar- look, Marlon back. Marlon Mack is doing a good job, and so is Naeem Hines. But I mean, Le'Veon Bell. That's well, a- Marvin Mack. You know, he's worth talking about <gasps> because he looks like a Scott uh, Scott back. Yeah, he does. But they they can do power. Uh, they can run power football up the middle. Well, I mean it, that 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 number one draft pick there was he uh, uh, Quentin Quentin Jones not Jones no Quentin uh, what's I his forget. last name I anyway forget. he was the number one pick in the, for them yeah for the offensive he's a, line he's the right guard yeah no I think he was a Notre and Dame they got and they got the center back yeah yeah look the offensive line is where it needs to be to uh, you know help protect the uh, the rebuilt Andrew Luck quite quite literally through physical means. Um, yeah, but this power uh, middle run game allows that uh, luck play action. Right. 
But I wanted to go back really quickly to Brown. You know, look, the, the Steelers did not – they weren't willing to give a long-term deal to Bell. And yeah. and he he decided, I'm not going to do this. Well, Brown, yeah. Brown is acting anti-Steeler in terms of what that culture, the Pittsburgh Steeler culture had created of team first – Helmet first, you know, whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So Brown is not going to be long. I mean, we talk about yeah. how the Giants are foolish for holding on to Beckham. I mean, the the Steelers are not going to be that way. Like, there's no mending. If there's mending offense, it's going to be for a short term, and then you are out of here. He wants to get paid the big bucks. Sayonara. Go, go dupe somebody else. But I will say this. I will say this. While my prediction did not come true of them going under 500, they missed the playoffs, and the Madden curse is alive and well. Don't forget, Antonio Brown was the Madden cover athlete this year. Good, good point. Good and, point. And it all fell apart. Um, I thought Roethlisberger <laughs> would. I thought. I thought the talk of Roethlisberger's retirement would amp up. I mean, the Bell situation was quite a distraction. Yeah. They even admitted to that. So, yeah, but their defense has been a big problem. It's been a big problem for a while. I mean, the stalwarts at middle. You know what really hurt them was the loss of. Um, Oh, Shazir, like it, as unfortunate as that injury was, he right, was right, right. he was the predator. He, he was the glue. He was the glue. But he he was the glue. He was the um the ancest. You know, he hearkened back to the ancestors of Ham and Lambert, although not to those. I'm not comparing yeah, them. Yeah, but like yeah. even like somebody like James Farrier and you know all these guys that came within the last several years. Yes, yes, yes. And without that, they don't have a linchpin on the defensive side. So. It's been all offense. Oh, they got Watt. Oh, they do have Watt as a linebacker, but you know yeah. he, he no, needs he needs some it. more seasoning. So the Ravens move on; they win the division, uh, and now they are in the playoffs. So let's talk about let let's move on before we get to the playoffs. Let's talk about Black Monday, and it started. But they didn't even wait till Monday. Did the Buccaneers nor the Jets? Uh, Dirk Cotter out as coach at like an hour after the game. Jameis Winston stays. <laughs> and remember, Lovey Smith was fired. Because they were nervous Dirk Cotter would be swallowed up by another team. So they jumped the gun, made Cotter their coach to hope uh, Winston would... Um, pers- right, they gobbled people up and spit them out. So that experiment failed. So Winston stays, and uh, somebody else can come in and try and do that. And then the Jets waited a little bit longer than uh, than did the Buccaneers. But they fired... That was pretty much... Everybody knew that was going to happen. Like by week eight, it was a lame duck. Todd Bowles out. But, you know, luckily he had that, that good first season because <coughs> that gave him two bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Right, because he would have been gone if they were all that bad. Yeah, I mean, he had one. Yeah, he started out like gangbusters, which spoke to how weak that uh, the strength of schedule for the Jets that season was and also right. just the you know, we had our own Fitzmagic. Yeah. Um, so he's gone. Uh the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, fired Adam Gazy. Uh, he, of the former, you know, his big thing was he was the offensive coordinator for Peyton in Denver when they won the Super Bowl and had all their, you know, when Peyton threw 50 touchdowns and he couldn't feel yeah, his fingertips. Wasn't he also part of the controversy with the, with the linemen and all that stuff? Oh, um, not in, incognito? Yeah, not, he wasn't part of that. No, no, he wasn't part of that. So Miami's on the lookout for a new head coach, and uh, you mentioned it. Uh, the Bengals, fi- you know, and Mike Brown finally 
parted ways with uh, Marvin Lewis after 16 after years. 16 years, right? 16 years and an 0-7 playoff record. But don't forget, prior to Marvin Lewis coming there, I mean, they were the worst of the worst. I mean, they hadn't sniffed the playoffs since like 88 or 91 or some, some ridiculous. That was Boomer Esiason? Yeah, yeah. So Cincinnati now on the hunt. And uh, if you listen to uh, Marvin Lewis, it sounds like Hugh Jackson should get a third shot. Fool me once, what? fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me a third time, uh, you ain't going to get fooled again. No, I don't know. A, no a, both of them need to just ride off in a sense. Well, it seems like it's not going to happen. Hugh Jackson and, you know, well, some of the Bengals' best years, especially prior to Hugh getting hired by... Um, don't forget the year when they almost beat the Steelers in the playoffs. That was that game with um, uh, Perfect where he's... He intercepted the ball, and he said, come on, guys, follow me into the locker room. This game's over. Um, that was one of their best seasons, and that was with Hugh Jackson at the quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator. That's how he got the Browns' job. Um, so, they're looking for, so they're looking for somebody new. Uh, Denver, you know, all this talk about Vance Joseph, on and off, on and off. Will he stay? Will he go? Well, he went. So, But he wasn't that good. He wasn't that good, but I mean, I, I, I don't know what they expect. Look, we can say that John Elway is making as many mistakes as the coach is. When you give him Paxton Lynch and Case Keenum, I mean, Philip Lindsay was well, a Keenum, Keenum seems like the real deal, no? He he is, but also like who's he throwing to? Like they got rid of Demaryius Thomas. Philip Lindsay, don't don't get me wrong. Philip Lindsay was quite. Uh, a spectacular get for them as an undrafted free agent. You know, Peyton, it's hard to fill the shoes of Peyton Manning, you know, even though he can't feel his fingertips, and I love the man. Um, but And the defense is still just as strong. I know, you, But you're also in a division with, I mean, the Chargers and the and the Chiefs this year. Unbelievable seasons. You go 6-10. Yeah, and true, ten. true. Like, true. even... Like, yeah, you can't overcome that. No, no. If they had one, you know, two of those games... Yeah. I mean, they would have been eight and eight against uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Yeah. Would have brought. So, I, I don't blame Vance Joseph as as much. Although this one is one where, you know, John Fox was fired from. You know, Elway got rid of him because you know he preferred Tebow or some some ridiculous statement. And then yeah, Gary and the Bears got rid of him, right? And then Gary Kubiak comes in and he brings him to a to a Super Bowl, but then you know his heart's ready to explode out of his chest, so you can't keep him around. You know, he steps away. Right. So uh, you know, it's going to take a little time, but. They'll figure it out. Uh, of course, we know Green Bay is looking for their head coach. Uh, the Browns are also looking for their head coach. Interim, look, um, that's the sweetest spot. The Browns. I mean, we see what we we see what Baker Mayfield can do. They have it set up. I, they have a three-headed monster in Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Jarvis Landry, plus anybody else they're going to pick up. Uh, and they right. played super hard for uh, Greg Williams. I think they went something like five and three. He is a fun coach. He's great. I mean, he was great. Because weren't we following him in the uh, oh, and, um, the hard hard knock? Oh, he was great. He was great. Well, he doesn't need his theater. I don't need a cough drop. And then you know, it's great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was absolutely fantastic. So yeah. So look, he'll he'll get yeah, an extended. Yeah, they play for him. Yeah, he'll get an extended look from from but I from what so. but from what um, everybody's saying, it seems like it's Mike McCarthy. You know, they'll go through the rigmarole of. Hey, we'll follow the Rooney rule. We're given a, a minority candidate. Oh, really? Well, from what I'm hearing, Mike McCarthy huh. is the one that they're aiming for. But you have to go through all these, you know, 
interview X amount of candidates and uh, um, follow the Rooney rule, which is where you, of course, uh, interview uh, minority candidates. Uh, but look, so what what went wrong for uh, McCarthy? The inmate ran the asylum. I mean, Aaron Rodgers became larger than life the same way Brett Favre became larger than life. Remember, Brett Favre was like on again, off again. I'm retired. Now I'm back. But, I'm retired. but is it because they, they have to pay him so much? Like, like why can't they get people on defense? You, you can't, you know, finance both sides of the ball. But look, I mean, this, Aaron Rodgers. This is a guy who's cut off his family. You think he's gonna he's gonna play nicey nice with the head coach? <laughs> Like th- this is I a get guy. It, I get this it. Yeah, a... I'm expecting way too much. No, right. I don't know what you're saying. Look, I, as much as we love Rogers on the State Farm commercials and all that stuff, there's still you know that's, a f- that's not the real him. There's still a man, you know. There's still a family who taught him how to play football. and He's like, nah, I'm good. What? Right, right, what? Yeah. Like he's super. <laughs> so all that stuff. But I, re- I get it. And then to finish it off, not really a shock, but just a v- rather surprising. After one year, Steve Wilkes uh, fired as uh, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals after a three and thirteen season. Well, they were dreadful. Look, I understand they were dreadful, but from everything you hear, the team wanted to play hard for him. I'm sorry that, you know, Sam Bradford was Sam Bradford when you signed him for, what, $8 million? (laughs) I'm sorry, Josh Rosen, look, he has a bad leg. And uh, as much as I wanted Rosen for the Jets, I'm glad glad they didn't get him, but Rosen wasn't ready for primetime. Darnold actually was. So, you know, I don't know what you expected. Plus, he was hired late in the game. But everybody, everybody has come out and said, like, we were, like, emotionally said, don't fire him. We play hard for him. We want him as our coach. Like, this wasn't, you know, so there wasn't a dissension in, but, I mean, you were talking about, when we talk about the Cardinals and the Bengals, I mean, these are two owners that cry poor, and they run it. Well, their, their front offices are a mess. Yes, it stinks from the head down. The Bidwells and the Browns. Forever, forever. The Brown family owns yeah, the Bengals. They're the poster children of how not to do it. And, well, apparently one decided, okay, 16 years is too much. And the other one was like, well, one year is too much each. Yeah, we're getting the first round pick forever. Eventually you build a team. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, so, yeah. how? I mean, look, maybe they were in a draft that's coming up. And obviously, when it gets closer, we'll talk about it. But there's a real dearth of quarterbacks. We know the Cardinals aren't going to take a quarterback with the first pick. So they obviously yeah. want to go. F- they're aiming for somebody. And they talk about um, Joey Bosa's brother, Nick Bosa, on the defensive oh. side of the ball. Maybe they want more somebody who's a little bit more in your face. Maybe a Greg Williams as the head coach to bring up a... a well, you really you don't think Greg Williams can hold, the, hold that job? Where? In, in, in no, Cleveland. No, because I, I'll tell you why. They want to get the most out of Baker. The same way the Jets, the guru, yeah. The same way the Jets are going to want to go. I mean, this is the first, I've been crying forever. Get an offensive head coach. They're finally going to get one because yeah. they're going to want somebody to help the maturation of Sam Darnold. And you're going to see yeah. it with this. Well, I know what they're going to want, but they have a horrible record of uh, you know pulling it off. I well, you know what? The, but because it's been defensive ever since Parcells, it's been defensive coach after defensive coach. So uh, it's something, and I've been crying for it, just something, because in a league where the offense isn't taken off, now now they join the, they join the you know, the gang, they join yeah. the mainstream and do that, whatever. Okay. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where, where all that will lie. Um, so let's talk about wild card weekend here in the NFL. It starts off uh, with the Colts and the Texans. Uh, Houston is a plus one favorite. 
Yeah, and they played twice this year, each one by three at home over the other. The most recent one was like, what, 34, 31 or something? Right. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean... And, so so they're the hot team, the Colts. They're very... And also the Texans. They are very hot. <clears throat> I'd lo- I can't wait to see Deshaun in the playoffs because this is where he'll really make it, you know, in terms of... That's what we'll finally get to see his talent, yeah. And can Houston move on? I know last year, you know, in previous years... Well, first of all, I mean, I'm tired of seeing Houston on set on the first game of the playoffs. Like, that's also how much disrespect, or at least how much, you know, the people think about the Texans, you know. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of all the, of all the playoff teams right now, who's been the most disappointing in, you know, in recent history? Uh, well, if it's not the Texans, it's the Chargers, but you can't put it. Right. But it's that's hard what to, I'm saying. So it's hard to get excited about them, right? Yeah. No, look, doesn't I doesn't mean they can't win now. I understand the reason why, but you know, we talk about you know just changing the perception and the Texans. All they need to do is, you know, all they had to do was hold on to the to the second the second seed. If they beat the Eagles, not only would the Eagles not be in the playoffs, but Houston wouldn't have to be would, playing. Yeah, exactly. The, this would be the Patriots, and they wouldn't be playing so the fourth. You can't trust game. them. No, I can't trust them. So I like the Colts. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But uh, you know, I was saying with uh, with Jackson, you know. That's you know it's like Trubinsky. There's a couple of people that are kind of under the wire, right? Well, Watson because the spotlight's so so focused on yeah, and now Holmes and guys like that. And now Houston's down. Uh, the Texans are down an offensive piece with uh, Demarius Thomas loss for the season, and DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's I think he's missing a leg. I don't know. They constantly talk about it. he's sitting practice. He might not be ready. He will be ready. Yeah. Um, but but the, but the Colts are amazing because they're also next year going to be the uh, the most under the cap. Yeah, which is why so going to have them. Yeah, and they're good now, right? And that defense is exciting. Yeah, which is why when I mentioned Le'Veon Bell to the Colts, it's not far fetched. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. So so I, I like know, that would work. So I like the Colts plus one. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. Uh, but I would be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised either way. No, you know, because yeah. Yeah, I think you're right in that. And, I, I like the Colts, yeah. Right. I like the whole story. I mean, they're a complete team. Right. And the Saturday night primetime game, uh, America's team, Dallas Cowboys, hosting uh, the uh, ten, also 10-6 and six Seattle Seahawks. Dallas giving two at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm not feeling Dallas. I mean, I think, you know, Russell Wilson, I think they can take the show on the road. They can run the ball this year. And I've seen uh, Mari Cooper doing the fade out there. I mean, you know, he's not what he was when he first signed. I mean, that's what happened in in, uh, in Oakland, right? He was a big start, did well, and then he faded out. Well, the leg, the ankle injuries and foot injuries were the big problem. But I will say this: well, I can't... and how about having that ball, losing that ball? Oh yeah, hang on with two hands in in contact. No, I mean, yeah, you know, these certain priorities you got to have. I know. Um, I just think, look, I mean, and they both. But here's the thing: they both can run the ball. And the way that the Cowboys get into the backfield, I know Wilson can, you know, he can evade, he can evade defenders, but the Cowboys just go at you. Well, all you have to say is Cowboys are seven and one at home this year. Well, and that's that's kind of what I'm pointing to. I think to. the Titans is the only ones that beat them. Right? Yeah, I remember that was a Monday night game. 
the Cowboys, their best stretch came. They came. What? Oh, what I the, get it. The rebirth was those three games at home in like late November, early December that put yeah. them in the driver's seat for the NFC East. So I'm gonna have to say yeah. I, I'm gonna have to say the Cowboys. It's not gonna just like with the Colts and Texans. It's not gonna surprise me if the road team wins here. But yeah. I but I like the Cowboys in this one. Okay. Uh, uh giving two and then uh, moving on to Sunday, you got the one o'clock game, which I think is uh, probably gonna be the best game, a rematch of the week. What week fifteen? Matchup Chargers. Traveling cross country to the Ravens, the I mean the Ravens are the dark horse favorite. Um, you know I've been talking them up a little bit. They won their division. They squeaked out the division. They've got the best defense in the AFC statistically, ranking wise. They've got they change they changed their offense with Flacco out. They put in Lamar Jackson. They've become a power running team. And you know we're talking about Wilson evading. I mean. Uh, Lamar Jackson was probably going to run for 200 yards in a game pretty soon. Well, I think, you know, people have to recognize that he's 21 years old. I don't know if there ever was a 21-year-old playoff age quarterback in the NFL. No, no, I don't know. So this is... Okay, so he was drafted, what, 31st or in the first round? Yeah, I think he was the last one one in the the draft in the first round or something like that. Look, he was a he was a value he was a steal of a pick. Everybody was saying he should be a wide receiver. Well, here he is leading them into the playoffs, hosting a team that as much as changed for them in terms of the leadership with Anthony Lynn. I mean, there was no way a couple of years ago there was no way Philip Rivers and company go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. Right. And so that that was a big jump for them, but I mean, until Philip Rivers does something different, just like Georgia football, I'm not buying it. Mm. Well, the last time they played, the first play, he threw an interception. Yeah. Right? I, I watched that game. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Thursday night game. Everybody was on yeah. that. Or it's not Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday night game. Yeah. But Melvin Gordon's back. <clears throat> he is. Hunter Henry's going to be back, although he might be on, a, like, a, a snap count. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're formidable. And one huge advantage they have is they have played them already. So the Ravens won't be sneaking up on them. They say there's a lot to prepare for. <clears throat> no, you're right. And I think the Ravens hosting, you know, now now the Chargers have to cross come cross country. They the Ravens are on the high and they, they're rolling. You know, we talk about the no, Colts I rolling. It. I get it. So plus, you know, um, Baltimore giving three. I, I'm 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 very. I, I think I take that. And you're like, you you would take the, you would you like Baltimore? I like Baltimore. Um, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not I'm, gonna. I'm liking, I'm liking the Chargers. I'm not gonna say they're gonna start planning their parade, you know, for February. What, no, okay. But they have real opportunity here. I oh my! It. Oh God! They have. They, it's house money. Look, John right, Har. Right, right, John yeah. Har- John Harbaugh was was ready to be fired. He was ready to be out on Black Monday, but this has at least given him a lease for another season. Because right. um, they want to see. All right, you did. Because next year, when he, no matter what they do this year, let's see what you can do for a full sixteen year. With Lamar Jackson, trust me, they're going to get it from, yeah, up from right, yeah, okay. And then to finish off, uh, last year's version versus this year's version, the Eagles travel to the Bears for the uh, four four forty game. Chicago giving six to the Eagles at home. Yeah, I don't give the Eagles any chance at all. But uh, may, maybe that's foolish thinking. But I think when you, when <laughs> it's just amazing, it's playoff time and Foles has um, announced, right, they've announced that, that he has uh, a rib problem. 
which he, which he I mean, got in the week seventeen game. You know, you lift your arm to throw. I mean, that's a target for everyone. It is, and you know, Khalil Mack's going to get into that. Look, I, I'm I'm what I'm most interested in seeing is not the Bears defense, but the Bears offense. Seeing how Trubisky uh, deals with being in the playoffs. Look, uh, just as right. you mentioned, Foles' injury, he could overcome it with just sheer, sheer willpower. Sure, um, and, sure, and, sure. And that run-pass option came, yeah. Oh, my God. Tariq uh, Cohen <clears throat> and Jordan Howard are going to be big keys to this game. Can Philly yeah. stop them? Don't forget, Trubisky runs. like So they've got three legitimate yeah. running backs back yeah. there. It, I know Allen Robinson is will he, won't he, and Trey Burton yeah. goes missing. I, th- I think I think they can travel to New Orleans and beat uh, the Saints. I I'm, think I'm all over the Bears. I I think well, as we've talked about, you know, several times, the Bears are this year's version of the Eagles. It seems that way. And I would say even go as far to say that the Ravens are this year's version of the Eagles in the AFC. Well, I don't know. That that that, that change in that offense, like you say, it being a primarily run, you know, that, that that's amazing. And, and you know, in in the league of passing. Well, don't forget, last year Doug Peterson's offense, run by Carson Wentz, was completely different uh, from the offense they won the Super Bowl with with Nick Foles. Because with no, Wentz, it became more option. And then with Foles, it was like, all right, let's go. Let's go vertical. And it, they looked. They, they got a little bit of everything in the league. Now. Hey, they won their first championship since 60. So, you know, they know what they're doing in that respect. So, yeah. so you know, and a lot of people like all, uh, a lot of people like the road road teams, like a complete road team sweep. But I'm, I'm really saying, I think one. I think it's unlikely they see all four, but I think one in the no, Colts. I, I agree. So, so we're pretty much primarily on the same. You like the Chargers, I like the Ravens, but aside from that, we're pretty much on the same, on the same spot there. I wanted to jump over to my fantasy, uh, or fantasy football for a little while, uh, and yours truly has yet uh, his sixth um, fantasy trophy. What? Whoa! You need a bigger case. <laughs> I should. I really. What I want to get is like rubber rings, like not real rings, because you can buy. You can, <laughs> I want rubber rings to be like, what's? Oh, is that rubber? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I won. Um, I came in third in the Everyman Sports League. It was won by our constant, uh, the Buffalo Bills of the Everyman League. My uh, my high school friend Cody. He would be, for because nice. this was the fifth season. The previous four seasons, he law he came in second place. This year. He was able to come through thanks to a big game by Jameis Winston in that week 17 that he was able to nice. pull out over Becca, my sister-in-law, for second place. But there I am in third. And then I finished. I lost my third place game in my public league. Uh, and then in Alex's league, I was in seventh. So, um, But, yeah, so that was – and I'd like to thank Pat Mahomes. He is my quarterback of the future. I, you know, I, I placed because of him. I picked him up early in the draft and uh, as my backup, and he ended up being my starter. He's he's been he's the MVP. He should absolutely be the MVP. Look, I know what I know what Drew, Drew Brees did with the Saints this year, but I mean, Mahomes has been unbelievable, like totally, you know, outside of outside of. He, no, he's just been unbelievable. He, he, I'm speechless when it comes to Pat Mahomes. Exactly. What he's been able to do with that offense and that team, and pretty much, Breeze is consistent. 
you know, Sean Payton and him are consistent. You know what you're getting year in, year out. But what happened to that offense? Who? They seemed like they peaked too early. Who, the the Saints? Yeah. I think part of it is they did peak too early, but what picked them up and why they're the number one seed, uh, you know, throughout the NFL, is their defense. Well, I understand that part, but the the Rams, they they started out big time, right? Right. Scoring a lot of points, and then they went into uh, a slump. But the last game, they scored 48. I like teams that, um, you know, scored big at the, the last game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, but, but again, but the thing is that the Rams' defense faltered as much as the offense did towards the end. And losing well, Gurley... Well, it seems like they have a pass rush, but that's about it. Right. But so... Oh, and also the fact that uh, Todd Gurley sat out that Week 17 game... Ooh, that gave that helped me give me a championship too. Um, Is he I, healthy? Yeah, he's healthy. They, you know, they were basically sitting him. Uh, I'm sorry, the week 16 game when he when he was when he sat out in the week 17 as well. So, right. um, which caused a lot of fantasy championships to go the other way because Gurley was a one. Sure. So, so that's that. So moving over to the co- to college. Uh, so we have the uh, title game has already been set. Clemson, after handily defeating Notre Dame, sadly, at the Cotton Bowl, move on to face Alabama, who, you know, don't let don't let the numbers fool you. They had that game wrapped up early. Oklahoma put on a good show. Kyler Murray put on a good show late in the game, but they couldn't do it. So down in the Orange Bowl, it goes uh, crimson. Murray will, will definitely play baseball and not football? I think he will. Uh, look, he has to give X amount of money back if he does. You know, he has to repay his signing bonus. Um, and he's probably not willing to do that. And plus, he look, from everything I've heard, he has said, I've made a commitment to baseball. Okay. And I, and I, he's, okay. he seems like the type of guy who's going to honor that. And plus, okay. I mean, who's, what's going to have a longer shelf life, football or baseball? Right. Baseball. 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 And you, you could end up financially. But it's a long season. Yes, it's a long season, but he plays a low-impact position in the outfield um, where he gets to show off his arm and his legs. Yeah. So it's not as if he's he's you know playing shortstop and, ooh, look, he, he dove, or playing catcher, yeah. even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, well, I'm not worried about his uh, financial prospects. No. So Clemson moves on. Clemson will be out with their uh, starting lineman, Dexter Lawrence, um, they Does didn't it really matter. Well, I mean, he didn't play against Notre Dame, and that didn't hurt them. But um, you know, he also didn't play. But it's just one less. It's one less cog that Clemson has against Alabama, and I mean, everybody's given Alabama the title. They gave it to him like twelve weeks ago. And so that's what I did. I I know, which is just I just I just want something else. Like, give me an upset. Give me something new. Give me something. Well, you had you had you had uh, UCF, and they you know their their twenty uh, five game win streak was snapped by LSU. Came close, and um, you know it, they had a shot. They had a shot. They had a shot. But, but they didn't have their starting quarterback. They didn't. They didn't. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, so. Uh, Dexter Lawrence with uh, a, a failed drug test. He he ain't starting. Um, so anyway, um, and then of course my favorite. I think my favorite thing, even though I didn't watch the game, but I kept track of it. 
So Texas versus Georgia. So when uh, after both of those semifinal matchups were turned on to you know one sided beatdowns, uh, Georgia players are you know tweeting and and making comments like, "Are you sure you you made the right choice? Do you want to rethink your decision? Hey, we played Alabama real close, and if we did if we made better coaching decisions, we would have been." <clears throat> well, then it turns out the Sugar Bowl, which uh, had a bit of a, a premonition. Uh, prior to the game where the uh, mascot of uh, Texas, the uh, Longhorn, uh, was in its pen. And uh, Yuga, U-G-A, the uh, Bulldog mascot, kind of approached the uh, the pen. Did the, uh, did the steer uh, push through and almost run over the poor dog and everybody else? Well, it turns Ooh. out that's what, that's what Texas did to Georgia, <laughs> Georgia itself. Uh, don't let 28 to 21 fool you. That game was... I mean that was twenty eight to seven, like going into halftime. Georgia put, right, right. Georgia did nothing. I mean, I mean this was a team that was uh, you know like three hundred yards of offense per game. They barely made it over you know one seventy in terms huh. of their offensive yardage. So that that felt good to to see like oh hey maybe we should have been no you shouldn't have been you were exactly where you were supposed to be. You were the number five team and you lose to the number fifteen. Sit down. But I've said this. I've said this about Georgia. Until they prove me otherwise, you you are what you are. Yeah. So, so that's that. Uh, moving over to baseball, real quick. Um, well, the Yankees made a signing. Uh, they made a signing for Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, at the another end. third baseman. No, no, actually a shortstop. I mean, this was a guy who was high, You know, he <clears throat> he came in. I think it was the the vault the vaulted class of two thousand six. Um, where he was part of a draft that had like Jose Altuve and all these other players. I shouldn't say Altuve, but like a lot of, you know. 12 years ago. Yeah, like DJ LeMayhu and all these other guys were part of that draft class. And from 2009 to 2014 with the Rockies, I mean, he was unbelievable. Um, uh, multiple all-star, but then um, he ended up getting traded to the Blue Jays to help them on their short run uh, into the uh, ALCS for a couple of years with the okay. with the Blue Jays, but then injury just caught up with him. He's thirty four, so and now the Yankees need him for well, backup. They signed him for a minimum, and if he can be anything like he was, which you know, I mean, don't this, they have? Isn't it kind of crowded over there between short and third? Yeah, but look, you you give him the you give him the minimum of uh, five hundred and fifty k, one year contract. You hope that he can hit anywhere near his average of oh I don't know twenty eight homers two ninety well, bargain in today's money two ninety average uh, average you know two ninety yeah his lifetime average is 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 two ninety hmm. so that's a value signing it is um you know it, he'll strike out a good amount but he'll also walk he's got pretty good on base numbers I mean this yeah. was he was a uh, in the top five of MVP twice in his yeah. career he was a second rookie of the year. Multiple time All Star, Gold Glover. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Five hundred fifty thousand says it all. <clears throat> but it's um, <clears throat> obviously it doesn't take the place of Manny Machado, who the uh, Yankees are very much after. Um, and right now it seems like the White Sox have made a formal offer to Manny Machado. Um, the specifics of it are not uh, out there yet. All we know is that there is an offer that's on the table. This is what we're offering. See what you want. 
Um, well, I think the Yankees are done being used as you know a, a bidding pawn. Right. I, they're much smarter now. Well, now they I mean, look. Machado's the one they want because Didi's out for most of the season, so they need somebody right. to fill in that second bait, that shortstop position. They've got. Um, Torres and you know all these other stuff that they can put yeah. in here and there and Tulowitzki is just to see what happens. Machado they want to go to third and then they can move off um, uh, who was second in the rookie of the year voting? Gosh why am I forgetting his name? Well in any case um, having him yeah. over there so we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, and uh yeah, so apparently Machado does not want to go to the to Philadelphia. He was not enamored with the city. And now, who uh, is? Well, apparently uh, David Robertson. It's it's not really a big market city. No, it's not. And when the owner is saying let's let's we're going to spend our money a little bit stupid, uh, you know, yeah. that's obviously to make up for something. Well, they signed David Robertson to uh, you know formerly of the Yankees, um, and also he he. Um, he uh, negotiated the contract without an agent, so he saved a million right there. Wow. Um, yeah, two-year, 23 mil. Um, I mean, he's been consistent. I mean, he took over for Rivera. He got a big money right. contract with the White Sox, came back to the Yankees, and he's been solid ever since. So mm-hmm. Great. And uh, apparently the Phillies have uh, ho- also hosted Bryce Harper, so they'll see where that goes on that. Um, and you don't think he could possibly be a Yankee? I don't. I don't buy this idea that he's going to be a first baseman. I'm sorry. Or that he's just going to be like, yeah, make me a first baseman. No. Harper's not that type of guy. And look, the Yankees are not going to get Harper and Machado, and the Yankees want Machado very badly. Really? Yes, they do. Because then they can get rid of whoever the rookie, the runner-up rookie of the year is. I'm forgetting his name at this moment. But they're going to jettison him for some... Apparently, especially if uh, Robertson leaves and so does Zach Britton and that uh, back of the bullpen starts to weaken, they're going to trade him to try and get some more bullpen pieces because uh, right now that's where it's at. But I'm just feeling that that um, that he really wants to come to the, to the Yankees. Who, Harper? That, Harper. I don't, I don't doubt that he... You know, I'm thinking that, that side for sure, right? Yeah. And that the Yankees are like, well, don't shop yourself around in a bidding war and use us as a pawn to upper salary, and uh, we'll sign you. We don't have to sign you first. We can sign you last. I'm telling you. Good and then play this Machado dance and then sign Harper. I think the, 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 the fans would love it. Oh, I have no doubt that the Yankee fan base And is... Machado's no bargain. No. But that's but you're forgetting who is Harper's agent, which is Scott Boris. Scott Boris does not sign first; he signs last, and he doesn't sign last at whatever's left over. He signs last at what did he sign for? Oh, my guy's definitely better than him. Make it more. And the Yankees want Machado number one. <laughs> number one with a bullet is Machado. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So everything after that, if you can, we shall see. Well, well. Anyway, I'm just happy that. The White Sox have made the offer because now the ball can continue to start rolling. Because once you've got an offer out there, then the other teams start to find the agent's going to come back. All right, well, here's what their offer is. What are you going to make? So pretty soon, I mean, before MLK Day would be a nice, nice really, um, at least before the Super Bowl uh, would be a nice time to get okay. get this um, the hot stove uh, really cooking. 
Um, and then moving over to a little foray into professional wrestling, uh, the death of uh, Mean Gene Okerlund at the age of 76, uh, the voice of uh, the, one of the best interviewers uh, in professional wrestling, great voice and a great look during the uh, 80s. He had all the charisma and the talent of any mainstream um, uh, baseball and football announcer like Vince Scully, Kirk Gowdy. I mean, if if Okerlund had gone into any of those other um, mainstream sort sports, he would be among the, those great ones. So, and he passed away. He passed away, 76, long life. All that stuff. Now, he interviewed with, with people really being dramatic, and uh, and he was so calm. He, he played it up fantastically. I mean, if you really want to have some fun, go on to YouTube and look up um, Mean Gene Okerlund uh, breaking or you know um uh-huh. uh, what they call what they call in the biz um uh, corpsing where you try to stifle a laugh and like right. there's a, there's a great one um with I think it's with uh, uh Dr. D uh Steve okay. Schultz uh, Steve Schultz and um where he's commenting about Hulk Hogan and it just before the camera pans away from Mean Gene he just he He's about to spit out whatever it looks like he has in his mouth. They get the camera off him real fast, but it's really funny to watch. <laughs> to um, and any time he had to turn his back to the camera was when you knew that Mean Gene was breaking because he just couldn't have his, his face on there. Right. Um, oh, and then uh, speaking of uh, some combat sports, I wanted to move over to uh, the UFC, which, um, which had a big uh, moment, which I believe, uh, who was it? Um, uh, Chris Cyborg, uh, I believe, lost um, to Amanda Nunez. I think. Okay. Which, which I mean, Amanda, like this was a, you know, Cyborg. She's called that for a reason. But she, um, yeah, she, and it was a pretty quick one. I think it was. I think it was a first round knockout. Um, okay. Uh, which, it, which it was a big deal. Um, but Amanda Nunez, I mean, she was also undersold because. You know, she was also one who knocked, she knocked out, uh, defeated, um, uh, I almost call her Rowdy, um, but um, Rousey, Ronda Rousey, she knocked her out, and it was almost, got, it was more the focus was on Rousey losing, and so it, Nunez kind of got pa- um, glossed over, but here she is, she's knocking out Cyborg, too, pretty quickly. So she's not being disrespected no, anymore. No, 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 definitely not now. And then all this stuff with John Jones. So if you're if you're familiar with John Jones, I mean this is a guy. Um, this is a huge talent. A huge talent, and I think he he's almost got this, um, like he's a compulsive liar, to the point. Really? Like, well, I mean, this is a guy who's like, no, I'm, you know, he. First of all, he's running people over, if I remember correctly. He's like knocking over officers, like in his car, and he's getting like <laughs> slaps on the wrist. But I mean, this is a guy who fails a drug test, and right. then he he says, you know, he. he you know, he he sits out his band. He comes back, and he's like, "No, no, I'm clean and sober." And then he gets yeah. he gets marked again, and he comes back for a third time. He, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Like for a yeah, third but time. that's what happens to major talent. Yeah. Now, now he fought that uh, Swedish guy, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, uh, Gustafsson. Yeah, and and um, how did that turn out? <clears throat> I mean, John Jones. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the third round uh, knockout TKO. Well, there you go. Right, but still, I mean, this is a guy who just, yeah, he he just can't stop digging himself into a hole. Yeah, but 
you know, that sport is so extreme that people don't expect um, scouts, you know, Scout entering that competition. No, of course not. But I mean, there is. Oh, I'm thinking it's more accepted. Yeah. But I mean, he's got a, a they're, hit. They're crazy. Everybody knows they're crazy. Right. They would think they'd be taking other risks, too. Right. But I mean, he had a hit and run. I mean. Yeah. He's a mess. He's a horrible human being, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, his talent is so immense. Right. Know, all that stuff is negated. Right. So, I mean, you know, and and not just with, it's not just the fact that he failed the drug test, but he was not granted a, a, a license to compete in Nevada. So they had to move the whole show from Las Vegas to uh, to yeah. Los Angeles all because of this. Um, yeah, and it's sold big time. Yeah. I mean, it's sold big time and, and, and Jones won. But and I we're mean, talking about it. Well, we should be talking about it anyway. I mean, this is this is this is a huge. This is noteworthy. I mean, there's there's so much about it. So you know, yeah, all this stuff. Some life lessons to learn, but nobody's interested. Right. All right, Dad. Well, happy New Year to you, and, and happy New Year to oh, all our listeners. Happy New Year to everyone. All right. Now we're in playoff time, so this is where the fun really begins. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you later. I'm excited. Um, Bears to go all the way. Mm, yeah, there's something to that, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised. And now, now at William Hill, you can bet individual matchups. There's 72 combinations right now, and and it's called the um, the exacta. Right. So I got I got the Bears and the Colts. And you sent me an interesting article about a betting. It's 100 to one. You yeah. s- you sent me an interesting article about um, betting the favors versus having a rolling parlay. Did you want to? Expand upon that. Well, they're talking about the um, the future betting, so you can bet a team like right now the Bears are four to one to win the NFC Championship and eight to one to win the Super Bowl. Right. But more than likely, I mean, they're favored this week against uh, because they're home. Mm-hmm. But if they if they if you know if they progress, they're going to be the underdog, whether they're in LA or New Orleans. Right. So you can bet the money line. You you, you could bet them because you're going to uh, you're going to be the underdog. Mm-hmm. So so you could do that, you know, instead of betting these um, these future propositions. And if they're knocked out of the tournament, you're you know you don't have to continue betting. That's a, yeah. It's an interesting that's an interesting way to look at it. So I could I can I can definitely buy into the idea of a, of a rolling parlay. Oh, uh, one yeah. Of, yeah. Oh, one other note I want to talk about with the um, NCAA uh, and the bowl games. Um, the prices have dropped dramatically for the uh, uh, championship game uh, between uh, Clemson and Alabama. It's going to be in um, in the Forty Nine ers Stadium, uh, Levi Stadium. Um, okay. But I mean, prices have dropped. Last year, look, of course, it, it helped. It it was in Atlanta, and the Bulldogs are in the finals, as is Alabama. Right. So you've got two. Um, so I mean, those were like prices upwards of like three thousand, but one hundred ninety for a championship game—that's great. But right, Maybe it's we should go. Hey, it's great for the average fan. But I mean, our, our two southeastern teams, you know, and some of the, you know, what is that's what's causing the, um, the the lack of interest, or is it? Well, part of it, and also the fatigue of Alabama and Clemson. I mean, this is—they've met up four times in the playoffs. And right, and right, here's the fun, right. and especially when you go like, well, Alabama, yeah, which is dun dun dun, dun calling for the expansion of the playoffs. Right, right, that's so, gonna happen. Right, well, there's something. Yeah, it's definitely gonna happen. So, 
All right, Dad. Well, thanks. We'll talk next week as well. Okay, now we get back to the Titans. Nah, the Titan games. Enjoy. All right, okay. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com. 